up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked, right? He <laughs> <laughs> his eye socket off and his uh, eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. <laughs> Y'all seen the blind side. Aren't you uh, glad we have that disclaimer? Uh, I'm glad, yes, yes, I'm, I'm, it's going to come in handy for this This week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, it is time for another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, The Voice Party. To my immediate right, we have JDR India, superstar comedian. You have yours truly, Joaquin Xavier. You've got musician and band leader extraordinaire, Marcos Molinar. You have Phil on the ones and twos. And our guest today, Birdman Acosta. Hey, what's up, man? How you guys doing? What's up, Holmes? Thanks for being here. No, no, I'm just, you know, I know. I don't see here, like, a lot of people think I'm high. I don't get high. I just get hungry. (laughs) Bro. Bro, that that (laughs) joint you just showed us. That pinner? That looked like a pipe bomb, dude. See, you know what, bro? You know why I got to roll them that big? Because anything smaller will fall out of my butt, bro. Because I'm so used to jailhouse safe in my joints. God damn. <laughs> hey, was 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 that how you had to hide weed in prison? Yeah, bro. You never. You guys don't know about the no. jailhouse safe. No. Well, we've That's heard what about I it. Call, you know what I mean? Like it's called. You know, it's called keystering. There's many different. Yeah, I've heard of keystering. Yeah, bro. Whenever I hear keyster, I don't know why I think of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that because there's, you know, there's a brand out there that kind of sounds like Keister. Yeah, I think is. it's Kiefer or Kiefer, like, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So whenever, yeah. like, yeah, I'll take a cup. Of Keistering? <laughs> yeah. And then you, yeah, but you know what, bro? And it's funny because when you drink coffee, you shit good. And when you Keister, you shit, like, either way, you shit good. <laughs> so hey. are you putting, when, you, when you're jailhouse safe in these, do you have... Like them wrapped in a plastic bag, or are you just going oh, yeah, in there? Yeah, and then no, you yeah, just... you wrap it in plastic. Okay, yeah, so, this, yeah, so you're not bro. just sticking shit in your mouth. Yeah, because you don't want to fuck the joint up. Yeah. So you wrap it in plastic and then some Vaseline. Okay. <laughs> I don't Wait. know how we got on this. Oh, uh, this Those is a size joints, dude. If you're planning on going to jail, you want to listen to this. <laughs> hey, bro, I met this guy like 2012 at a comedy show in San Jose, and he's got a lot of great stories. I'm first of all, thank you for coming out, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the invite, man. This is some fun shit. I, you know what, man? What I really love about comedy, bro, or at least the old school shit, is yeah. like. Just being able to go up there and just say what's on your fucking mind, make fun of it, walk off the stage and people are laughing. Now, there's this fucking, you can't say the F word, I don't mean fuck, you know which one I'm talking about, it ends with the fucking T, and there's a G somewhere in the middle, you know what I mean? And probably two G's, and probably an O and an A, but... But you can't say it. <laughs> you can spell it, though. <laughs> because everybody's sensitive. Right now, what I don't get is this. How can you be that sensitive if you into anal sex? <laughs> don't that hurt? I accidentally put, like, my pinky, bro. Like, just first knuckle, and I was crying. How do you accidentally finger yourself? <laughs> well, what happened was... I had this new shampoo, this new, uh, it was Lever 1000. It says, like, it gets, like, those spots that you don't never get. So I was washing with that soap, and I figured, well, I'll get the tank. <laughs> the tank. And it just slipped in. And it slipped, because that soap is real loud. Bro, be careful with Lever. It's real, it'll floop. Hey, I got a question about keystring weed. <clears throat> Jailhouse thing. Jailhouse. Yeah, yeah, because see what is good about it, bro? You get the best ass oil with it. Okay. But just the thought of putting a a, a, a joint inside your asshole, that, that's just going to... Well, break. actually, not a whole joint. Really, actually, bro, about at least a half ounce. If you're going to bring something in, make it worth it, like a joint. But do you need to, like, put, like, a... a you wood? put it in all. They just put it either in a baggie 
or like in balloons. But you need like I figured you need like something sturdy, like a piece of wood or something. Piece of to, wood. Or, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. The joint's not fully. Dude, we're not. Ha- we're not having. The weed is just. We're not just bringing in, in the bag. toys. We're bringing in weed, bro. We're not bringing in sex toys. Wood. Okay, so when how do you how do you get away with it when they make you cough and stuff? You just stick it far enough in there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's all. You how do know? you get it out? You ever you lost? Gotta, you gotta. You ever lost anything there, dude? Well, he's like, there's still paper stuck in me somewhere. Let's just say there's this Timex watch I've been trying to find. <laughs> oh God! You know, like Timex has that saying: it takes a lick and it keeps on ticking. Mine's a self winder, bro, and I lost it in somebody's ass. And, I mean, I, I, oh God. hey, tell us, take us back. How, Cause you talk about it in your comedy a lot. Like, what years were you locked up for? Okay, we're in night. We're in twenty twenty three. Eighty three was the first time, right when I turned eighteen, okay. and then I took like three years off. <laughs> <laughs> I took a three year sabbatical <laughs> from prison. <laughs> Because I was just, kinda, yeah, I was just in Elmwood, bro. Like, and then you, I, I graduated. Years. and I moved to the state back in like in the end of '88, and then most of my 20s and 30s behind the walls, okay. somewhere. Yeah. So I mean, you know what, bro? The hardest part about prison really was just being away from like family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? But after a while, you kind of get adjusted. Like they got so used to it, like. My grandma would think, hey, where's, where's Jaime? Oh, he's in school. So I should be like a brain surgeon by now, bro. You know, <laughs> all the way in school. And I, you know what I mean? But she, you know, but because she, he's away she didn't want PhD. nobody. No, she didn't. Because she, if somebody questioned her, like, where's your son? she would get mad. No, my grandmother, grandma, she would no. get pissed. Like, yeah. really, it's none of your business. So like, right, right. so, but the truth of the matter was I was locked up. and But at least my mom was like, well, at least I know where you're at. That's the kind of is that kind of is that a sad reality to think about? Well, you know what, bro? Now that my mom is gone, bro, I've been doing a lot of like reflecting on shit. Like mm-hmm. I haven't drank in eleven months. Congrats! You know, um, I gave up the fucking cocaine, and yeah. I just I just smoked my weed, bro. And yeah. like since then, I've been dealing with reality with reality, mm-hmm. yeah. facing shit that I wouldn't face before sober. Right, right. For most of my life, I've always numbed up to face shit. And then, you know, the next day, you're like, well, fuck. You either fuck Let's just go to the liquor store, bro, and do this again. And that's what I did right after my mom passed. And then now that I'm not, a lot of things have changed. Like my comedy, like people are so used to me being that, like, yeah, I go up there and I get crazy. I get dirty. I get a little, like, edgy. But now I've been working on some cleaner stuff, and and you know it's working. It's literally working, like what you caught over at the improv mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I'm liking it. I, I see. I'm into comedy not to make it a career. I do it because I like making people laugh. When it becomes a career, it seems like I see a lot of faces, bro. I'm like, I see some of these cats that are only fucking forty, looking like they're sixty something. Mm-hmm. I'm like damn bro Like yeah. what happened Well you know I'm, make, I'm making this My full time job I'm like bro Have you taken any time For you Nah I can't bro I gotta hit these mics Gotta hit these mics Gotta put I go I get it But at the same time bro You gotta take time for you mm-hmm. I've learned this Out of an older like, You know what I mean Take time for you Every day man Every mm. fucking day Take some time What bro. is What is taking time or what, It's what like is, it's, what is For me it's for like Just mean? even like Okay what I'll do bro is when I I go somewhere to I'm gonna I turn my phone off, put it away, disconnect from everything for even a half hour, even if it's just a half hour, mm-hmm. because then you're just like you know you're, you're sitting there you, you you don't have to think about nothing you're not worried about fucking phone call like fuck it just be in there with yeah the you know yeah. why do you think there's a voicemail bro why do you think there's text you you don't have to answer it right away yeah. What I don't like is motherfuckers calling me at 11 o'clock at night on a Monday. Hey, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right. Nothing. 
So what I'll do is I'll hit them at five in the morning. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why you hit me at five in the morning for the same reason you hit me at eleven o'clock at night on a Monday, motherfucker? Yeah. Crackhead, like fuck. <laughs> right. Because you, you, I remember you were doing construction like nonstop, and then going to Mike's hella yeah. far. You were living somewhere else. Yeah, I was in San Jose, and then I'd commute for work, bro. And yeah. like sometimes I start work at six in the morning. And you know what? I loved it. Yeah. But the thing was, I was even, I was drinking too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw you at a show and I remember like, Hey, I'm out of here. I'm tired. And I, and I felt you're like, Oh man, I'm going to be at work at six tomorrow. It was like 12. I was like, ah, <laughs> I can't do it. You know, us Mexicans, bro. Yeah. See, you know, it's crazy when you're a Mexican, once you hit 50, all of a sudden you want to work. <laughs> and I think it's because you realize like man my kids are shit my wife's a bitch I gotta get the fuck out of the house oh my God. it's either that or stay on parole that's why I stayed on parole for so long bro, because <laughs> I went on parole violations intentionally to get away from the old lady and the kids because they weren't even my kids like one time I found out her mother was coming to stay with us for a month I slapped my prof so I'm like dude because I had to bet I'm like bro please he goes what I go man you don't know my wife I go and her mother's coming I I need somewhere to go for like three months please because see when you're on parole and you go back to prison you got somewhere to sleep you get fed you get visits and then when you leave you get 200 bucks so it's not like you're gonna go home broke <laughs> for real yeah get 200 bucks why do you yeah. get 200 bucks it's for you to get home with so oh, i walk okay. bro i don't give a shit <laughs> save all the money <laughs> how how long did it take you to get used to pockets after getting out of prison <laughs> Well, I, I mean, or I like got used to the jailhouse just, pocket. You know what I mean? See, yeah. here's the thing, bro. Yeah. Like, here's just like, you know what's crazy? Yeah. Like, when there's a melee with the with the enemy or whatever, yeah. or, or whatever you want to call it, they always say, hey, bro, sleep with you. you sleep with one eye open. So I used to just sleep on my stomach. <laughs> you got it right away. Gosh. Wide open. <laughs> oh, sh- hey, did you get into a lot of that? Like a lot of the, the, the um, like a lot of conflict when you were in there? Nah, bro. You know what, man? Here's the thing. This is what really blows my, like, I've always been that character, right? So even in there, I made the homies laugh. I tried to like make light of it. I'm like, okay, oh, we're here. Shit. I go, we're already here. Okay. We're already in a fucked up situation. Yeah. So I tried making the homies, they, they go, hey, bro, you ever thought about... Doing stand-up? I'm like, no. I go, you got to be in movies first. See, and that's the thing. Like, okay, 40 years ago, my mom introduced me. She told me, hey, check this dude out. So I saw Paul Rodriguez, and it was in that movie, DC Cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, I was actually something else prior to that, but he did DC Cab. Then he did, you know, Born in Easton L.A., yeah. and then he has that Million to One that he wrote and produced. And, you know, so I started watching this guy, bro, and I'm like, wow, check it out. Look at Look at my rasa, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. We're not nobodies. Because, bro, I grew up in an era where, like, you know, just like when I watched that movie the other day, bro, Flaming Hot, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a trip, bro. I start watching movies, like, at 1 or 2 in the morning, and if they don't catch my interest, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That's how I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I stayed up and I watched that. I was up till 2.30, bro. Yeah. You know, and it was a really, what I loved about it was the storyline. And bro, just like, it's, in a, it's, it's an encouraging movie, bro. And I, I liked it. Uh, it. It just, it, so anyways, I was a fucking knucklehead for a lot of years, bro. A lot of years. Yeah. I put my mom through so much shit, right? But see, so you're, like I said, she, she introduced me to this stuff. And then I started doing time. And I would make homies laugh. And, you know, I'm like, nah, you know, you got to be in movies. Like, I had never seen him on stage. I'd always just seen him in movies. And then when I got out in 92, I started seeing him in, in movies. I mean, on stage. And then I went back. I went back on, on a couple of pro violations. Then I went back on a new term. And I finally came home in 1999. And, you know, I started checking out comedy. Like, there's this... um 
It was on one of the Spanish channels, bro. The Telemundo, Que Loco? Yeah, Que Locos. There you that go. That was one of my first things. Bro. Yeah. Willy Barcena. All them fools. Yeah. Little Noe. Little remember, Noe. remember, Noe has the one about the tacos? Yeah. And then yeah. He had the one I love that he does, bro. See, I watched it on, like, years after yeah. you did. Like, years, years after. But, yeah. But, bro, like, yeah. Felipe Esparza <clears throat> was on. Esparza all them early. fools, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and, and, and Jeff Garcia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I start, I'm like, check this shit out. Yeah. You know, and then I start seeing these people, you know, performing the spots. So I started going. Yeah. You know, and then uh, 13 years ago, my mom goes, hey, check this one out. It was the Paso Comedy Jam. Mm. So I'm like, all right. So I check it out. Okay. George Lopez is on there. Fucking Jeff Garcia. Alex Raimundo. Yeah, Alex Raimundo. Fucking uh, 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 Edwin San Juan. Edwin San Juan. Fucking, I think I said George Perez. Fucking, yeah. and then Joey Cocodillas closed it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucking lineup. That was a bro. payaso, right? Yeah, payaso, that shit yeah. was off the hook. Yeah. So I'm watching, and then my mom, you know, she tells me, check it out. And when George Perez gets up and he's like, yeah, he goes, I got out of jail again. And they start laughing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this jailhouse stuff's like acceptable. Yeah. So, like about a month or so later, I see that Edwin's coming to the improv. So I told my mom, I go, hey, remember that Filipino dude that was on there? She goes, yeah. I go, we're going to go see him. She's like, all right. So I bought the tickets. We go. And I see that George is there. And he's up on stage. I'm like, oh, fuck, there's that guy. George Perez, yeah. So I yelled out, did you get that tattoo finished? Because remember when he's on there and he says something about it. He goes, yeah. He goes, don't ever get a tattoo from your roommate that does heroin. Because <laughs> I get down. He fucking OD'd on him. <laughs> so he just has the pee and shit. <laughs> George has some, hey, bro, you know what I love about George, bro? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I give that dude so much fucking props and credit. So, because I'm going to get, like, so when I went over there and I saw that, I met George. I talked with him afterwards. We befriended each other. And we started talking to each other on Facebook, and then fucking uh, one time he puts up, he goes, man, your mama's like a piñata. The only way anybody's going to want to hear is if they're blindfolded, anybody wants some. <laughs> I'm like, that's right up my thing, because when I was locked up, that's what we used to do. I used to, we used to call it bagging. We'd be yeah. talking shit about, you know, your mama's yeah. teeth so yellow. Yeah. You know what I mean? She smiles, the fucking traffic slows down, stupid shit like that, right? And so... We go at each other, and then the day progresses. He goes, you know what, man? He goes, I need a challenge. I go, I'll tell you what, bro. When you come to San Jose in March, we can do it in a parking lot, at a corner store, at a park, on a bicycle, on the bus. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He goes, how about on stage? Oh, like back, like a roast battle. Right? I'm like, oh, a roast battle. yeah, like, you know, your mama's, right? I'm like, all right. I go, you ain't saying nothing, but let's fuck. And according to your mama, you can't even do that right. <laughs> and boom. We hang up the phone, bro, because at this point I have his number. We hang up. And then I realized, you stupid motherfucker, you know what you just got yourself into? He's already got Showtime credits. He's already been on <laughs> fucking MTV's Yo Mama, yeah. you know, winning shit. And I'm... But then again, it's like, wait a second, bro. Just because he's, maybe I haven't gotten my notification, notif you know what I mean? My notification, right? So yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I kicking myself in the ass already? Being like, right. so, but I got nervous. I went up there and we did it, bro. And you know what, man? Hey, thank you, George. I fucking appreciate you, bro. I really fucking do because he gave me that opportunity, bro. And then after that, people were like, hey, dude, are you a comedian? I'm like, no, but, uh. I am now. I'm going to fucking work on it. And I got that itch, and I started hitting open mics. And then when George would come to San Jose, he would give me a set, bro. Oh, shit. That's you know what I mean? And then when I'd go down to L.A., he would do that for me. Mm -hmm. And then when Felipe Esparza came to town, like... So it started with George Perez. It started with George. And then you got with Felipe Tide. Met up with Felipe. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, like, when, when Felipe would invite me to spots, bro, I'd go down to L.A. I went to New York to support him. He'd wow. introduce me to all these people, bro. And and that network started to grow. Like I've met Emilio Rivera behind him because wow. when I did the one year his his one year anniversary podcast, bro. Yeah. What was cool about that one 
is the gentleman that they made that movie Flaming Hot about. Yeah. He, he was, was on that podcast. I do remember that, yeah. So I met him. Wow. That was the same day I met Emilio Rivera. And I met a lot of other good Latin people, bro. And it's just like, you know, Felipe Esparza too, bro. I give that man, I got nothing but love for that dude. We just had him on. Yeah, no, I saw that, bro. Yeah, when yeah. you guys, yeah, like, congratulations doing that guest set over in San Francisco, bro. Yeah. That's the first time I ever see you do stand-up was uh, opening for Felipe at Tommy T's. Yeah, see, like I'm saying, yeah, bro, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. See, like, he gave me... And, he, and, you know, he knew I was a nobody, but he's like, all right, because what he would say is like this. He goes, oh, you ain't ready. And I'm like, fuck, all right. And he goes, I'm going to give you five. All right, cool. And I went up there, and I endured it. Killed it. And he saw, and he's like, you know, bro, just keep, you know, and just stay. And the thing is, the best advice I got was from him and from George. You go up there, you be you, have fun, man. He goes, it's not the audience. That's making the audience laugh. He goes, George told me this the last time I did something with him in Bray. He goes, it's you, bro. It's not them. It's you. He goes, your shit's getting bad. I'm like, thank you. You know, so, and then now, here I am. Because, like, see, when I would take my mom to go see Paul Rodriguez at the Improv or wherever I'd take her to see him, after his mother passed away, you know, he went into his little thing. And, I, you know, and, and it was like, I took my mom to see him, and he had autographed that movie the night before for me, the million to one, to her. So when I took her the next day, he figured, okay, that must be your mom. He straight up said to her, he says, you know what, man, there's some days I just don't want to get out of bed. And they gave each other this hug, bro. And it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, hey, a fan. Your, was, your mom and him. Yeah, it yeah. was a fucking genuine, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I felt it, I'm like... And I looked at him like, fucking, like, thanks, bro. I, you know what I mean? And then, like, her, like, thank you, too. Like, what they did for each other for yeah. that moment. Yeah. That's something I'll never fucking forget. Right. So when my mom, we left, I go, you know what, mom? I go, one day we're going to have lunch with him. I go, he's going to come to the house and get that hospitality that he's been yearning for. I go, watch. And, you know, it didn't get to happen because my mom passed away, but... <clears throat> You know, when he came to the improv a couple months ago. See, and here's another thing I want to plug up, you guys. Check out this comic book called Aztec of the City. Okay. My friend Fernando Balderas and his brother Horatio created this comic book. And Paul Rodriguez ties into this, bro. This is what's so beautiful about this whole fucking circle of this, bro. Is years ago, Paul Rodriguez performed in San Jose at this place called CET. And CET, man, is a very good program, especially for the Latin community. They pick people up from Salinas, Gilroy, and they transport these youngsters in to, to teach them these different uh, vocational trades, culinary, carpentry, things of that nature. So Paul Rodriguez came out years ago, first did a show, and my friend was speaking to him about his idea for this comic book called Aztec of the City. So when he brought it up to him, Paul Rodriguez sent him a $500 check to help fund this, get it going. So now there's this comic book out. So, you know, I'm going to be getting some copies of it, and I'm going to be passing it out to my people and anybody else that's interested in it. And then these copies that I'm going to give you is like from the first one, and then there's other ones that you can order, and you can order them through him online to help support him and get this going because now... If you got a link, we'll post it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll get oh, you guys yeah. the link. Yeah. Um, what I'll do is I'll text it to you because I have it on my phone. And um, so... A few months ago, Paul Rodriguez comes to San Jose Improv. Now, my friend that has the comic books, he's like, hey, bro, he goes, I got a set of all the first, the first four. He goes, you're going to go see Paul Rodriguez the Improv, right? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, well, you know the manager and shit? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I go, what's up? He goes, see if you can get them to him. I go, all right, I'll try. So that Friday night, I go with my friends. We get our tickets. We go to the show. I talked to the manager. He couldn't do nothing for me. I'm like, it's no problem. I go, here's what I'll do then. I go, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll just leave you the, the comic books, leave them up in the green room with the note stating that's where they're from. And if we get a response, cool. And if we don't, we'll give them a couple of days. Cause I understand if that, you know, Paul had been like sick, bro. He's been so... I go to this particular store to go buy these two more Pendletons and this hat that I wanted to buy to wear for his show. It's called D, right? So I go right here on Santa Clara Street, right around the block from the improv, bro. You want some nice shit, go to Diaz. He's got the stuff. So 
I go and I leave my phone in my friend's car. And when I go to the front door, the owner opens it up because he's tired of people stealing from him and shit. So to go in his store, he has to unlock the door. Mm. And even when he does, there's a table right there. So if, even if you try, like, bro, you're not going to be able to. So he opens it up. There's Paul Rodriguez, Gene Pompa, oh, shit. And, 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 and Mel Garcia, right? His host. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I go, hey, Mr. Rodriguez. He goes, hey, what's up? I go, man, I'm so fucking glad that, like, I left my, like, my foot, like, it was meant to be, bro. It wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we fucking were talking, and I brought up the comic book to him, and he's like, hey, you know what? We want to, he goes, I'm working on making a, uh, I want to bring up, make a, 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 a series, an animated series about something like that. So he's going to help push that into an animated Whoa. series. So all this is going full circle, bro. So then that he, he invites me to the green room. I go. The next day I go to his show again. We talked. He goes, hey, man, um, here's my phone number. When you come out to L.A., I'm going to put you on at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. That's where you're going up to right yeah, now. Yeah, so that's when I'm going on the 21st. Dang, that's awesome, man. And what's beautiful about it, bro, because the 25th is my mom's actual birthday. Mm. Oh, man. So it's all... Mm. If I get a little emotional, bro, excuse me, because when it comes to my mom, yeah. it's like that was my rock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was my best friend, man. And... You know, to be able to do this, bro, and if I was told, hey, you know what, this is the last show you ever, this is the last mic you're ever going to hold and tell jokes, I'd be okay with it, man. Because I got to work with the fucking legend and a man that inspired me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, bro, like he's an inspiration, not just for me, but for Latin community as a whole, bro. He's about supporting. It's our first hero. Yeah. One of our first heroes that we had, like, in that world. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask you something that I just asked uh, one of our first guests. Um, but, like, you have all these amazing stories. You have all these, like, names that you just dropped and stuff like that. Uh, with your time of reflecting now, have you had a moment to reflect on, on everything you've been through? And, yeah. like, have coming up? Yeah, and you know what, bro? Honestly, um, I'm getting together with some people, and I finally stopped talking about it, and I'm doing it. I've been thinking about writing this book called From the Pen to the Mic, and it's pretty much just showing, like, what got me to prison and then what got me away from prison to the mic and to where I'm at today and what my goal is. Mm -hmm. Because for me, if, if, if if I can even just get one youth to not walk the path that I did, then all that time I did wasn't in vain. Mm. It wasn't lost time. It was meant to be so that someone I can educate the next generation of people. Because see, I was trying to find my way through life. I was trying to fit in. And I felt like that's where I fit in. And you know, comedy saved me. Comedy got me away from that. Now a lot of my jokes are about shit like that. Like the one I talk about, you know, like retiring from the, you know, I retired from the state of California, but they <laughs> called early release. You know, it's, you find ways to vent and take those negative things that have transpired in your life and turn it into something positive, mm-hmm. whether it be through comedy, through music, through art. Whatever the case might be, and that's what I encourage people to do, man, especially at a younger age. Mm-hmm. If you got it, and that's what else I would like to do, man. I really, man, I would love to get the funds together to to start some programs, start to help get these kids going in the right direction. Because, man, it's bad. See, it's sad, bro, that economy and the way we live, especially in the Bay Area, you got both parents that got to work. The kids are left alone, bro. Why? And it's not their fault. Because both parents have to work to maintain that fucking house and to be able to feed them and put those clothes on their back because of the cost of living. So we do need something to give these kids some direction, some outlets, teach them these arts so that they're already learning how to let go of this anger and this pain in a way that people can see it and it fades away because I've, I've been learning that process. And right now, like, there's a like a, a small example because we got this in common. Like, there's a shortage in trades. 
Yeah. Like, it, you know, even if it's teaching them how to, like, you know, some don't even know how to hammer a nail in, you know? Stuff like that. Like, it could be basic stuff. And the other basic thing, stuff. Yeah. You, working on your car, you know? The other thing is, like, working on lowrider bicycles with kids. Like, yeah. you know what, bro? To me, the lowrider community, is, it's, it's art on wheels. Yeah. And it's finally broadening out. People are starting to see it for what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And it's a beautiful thing, bro. Like I said, me being Mexican, bro, I'm proud of my people. And for a lot of years, bro, we've got nothing but negative fucking light. That's all we've been is in the fucking shadow, bro. And it's it's that's gonna end. And in the and in the in the like in the realm of art and and acting, if you think of like all the all the things that represent Chicanos, it's it's it's, yeah. it's centered around like violence and. And crying. That's and why, bro, you got to watch Flaming Hot. Flaming Hot Flamin is such Hot. a positive freaking movie. <laughs> you just watched it, right? You Dude. just watched it? Yeah, yeah, the wife watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I mean, bro. I was there, but yeah. I was doing other shit. It's, it's funny. It's an inspirational movie. And then, yeah. um, matter of fact, Paul Rodriguez is, has another movie in the mix that he's working on about something with him. You know, there's a lot of good stuff going on, bro, with our people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that we're finally getting this positive roles and because what is happening is is because it's art people that are producing and writing it yeah that's the difference see not selling out bro not selling out like certain individuals that have and I'm not going to mention no names but these people know who and how they are and how they degraded certain other individuals by the way they spoke about them yeah he knows who he is <laughs> I just don't like to say that dude's name because it gives me a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> But fuck that puto. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. um, you know what I mean, bro? Yeah. Like for me, any 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 Latin comics that come this way from anywhere to the San Jose, I buy my tickets and I go support them. I buy the merch. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've been truly been blessed to be able to do what I've done and the people that I've met, you know. And like, you know, it's a trip, bro. Like when you're incarcerated. You don't see nothing beyond them walls. You don't feel anything beyond them walls. You lose touch with reality. You lose touch with so many things. And it kind of numbs you to shit. You become numb to hearing certain screams of help. You learn how to ignore it because, like, ain't nothing I can do for you, motherfucker. I ain't telling nobody you're fucking over there getting fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're, you you know what I mean? It's like, bro, it's a whole, it's a whole different game, bro, that I don't wish on nobody. Yeah, and I know from what I've heard from some guys is like, you know, I mean, one, if a family member dies while you're locked up, there's no way to, go to the funeral you, that, you know what you can but it costs a it pretty costs. penny it's like you get escorted but you gotta pay all and you know it's like the family's already going through something so I'm like to me it's like why would you want to put the family who's having to get this money together to get you out first of all yeah. here's the thing okay I'm gonna let this be known loud and fucking clear ain't nobody put me in prison but me yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean I hold myself accountable yeah. and now that I'm really doing that more and more and more and more life's getting better Nice. Thing is, bro, all these people that are locked up, well, dude, you wouldn't be here. There are some innocent fools. I'm not going to say there aren't. That got fucked over by the system. Yeah. For the most part, 99.9% of us, bro. Y'all got caught. We got caught. Yeah. Right. But see, that's the difference between, see, now that's the other thing that kind of upset me when I come home, and especially with my own people. Looking down on me Oh bro I'm like look Motherfucker The only difference Between me and you Is son of a bitch I got caught Yeah I paid my debt I go bro I go you just Picked me up You've been drinking You're getting behind That wheel And you're gonna act Like you're some innocent No <laughs> Yeah Stop yeah. it But like So I've gotten A lot of jokes Because of the shit That I seen Behind the walls You know what I mean Like you know Like See, you know, it's funny, bro. Like, people have this misconception. They think that, like, receiving oral sex while you're incarcerated 
Makes you a gay inmate? <laughs> Fuck no, bro. It don't make you no gay inmate. It just makes you a happy camper. Adjusting. <laughs> You're adjusting to... You know what I mean? It's only gay if you come, bro. <laughs> I came twice, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that makes me. Oh, man. Jesus. But you know what I mean? So, like, you got to make fun of shit, bro. I didn't know the first time I got that. I was... I didn't know. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I was in a, a, a co-ed prison yard, bro, because these legs were so smooth. <laughs> I ain't never seen smooth legs that smooth, on, even on a woman. I was like, the toes were purty. <laughs> the shorts, the cheeks were hanging out. It had been a year already. <laughs> it just wouldn't you. They caught you in a vulnerable moment. Oh. Yeah, it was a vulnerable <laughs> it wasn't vulnerable It was vulnerable Bro <laughs> I was like Wait where's this going I'm like, Oh shit We're here Oh damn This took a turn <laughs> It didn't take a turn bro It's always been there It's like It was like It's like the elephant In the room bro Like how are you gonna Like That's like dudes That were in uh, In, in uh, Like sailors In, in the ship for years yeah. Or months Yeah Why do you think They call them seamen <laughs> That would happen That would happen It's like <laughs> You see my man I seen your babies In my eye Motherfucker <laughs> Some went up my nose <laughs> Couple went down my throat. Uh, a couple of your kids and shit. So it was more of that than violence in prison. I mean, you. I mean, I don't know if you. I don't know. About you know that. what, bro? I was so busy playing handball. Yeah. Working out like just. I. The thing was, I minded. Tension, I minded though, mine. Right? Yeah. You. You knew when there was tension. You knew yeah. what to do. But like, for the most part, bro, I minded my own. I. I. I did my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I let it be like, look, man. I'm just here to. I got to do this time and. Go home. Cause I we had a, a friend of mine who was you know locked up recently. He talked about he was on the show and he talked about how like well it's a different time now. Cause you when was when was the last time you 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 came out in ninety nine? Yeah, ninety nine. He was in like eight years ago or no? From what I understand, they got the state numbers are like on the double letters. I had an E number and a P number. Okay. Now from what I understand, like they. I don't know. Well, he told me that when he was in the yard in Quinton, they there's like a, a peace treaty now between the two groups. From what I understand, there's not only that, but what they're doing too. So there's a different world now. Yeah, you know, there's certain like, bro, like, yeah, they they changed a lot of things. From what I understand, and um, like. I really don't like to speak certain things because of, yeah. of you know, um, but it's fucked up. I'll just say that. It's fucking crazy how, but then again, it's kind of good. It's good in a sense because then you're getting rid of pieces of shit. Yeah. But okay. from what I, the way I think they're laying it down, like they're putting them all in the same yard. But the thing is. And but when when you're when you say POS, you know, piece of shit, referring to a, a, a chomo. Got it. Okay. Mm. Got it. And that reference means a person that touches children. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on? These guys are put on what they call the special needs yard at one point, but now they're the, putting them all, all back together. together. So it's it no longer up. segregating. So what's happening is now you got these other people that are good, and you know they committed crimes that are considered not to be. Of that nature So when you put These other people there It creates tension But it's gonna happen So And But then again Now they're giving These like A lot of these guys That are on that other side On the good side Got opportunities To go home Oh, oh So what so the fucking So that. what the fucking Government's doing Piece of shit oh, Motherfucking shit. government Bro They're trying to They're trying to tempt them to go mess these other guys up To keep them in there Because here's the thing bro Oh shit You know what a lot of people think the state is broke Stop thinking the state is broke my people I'm gonna tell you right fucking now Look it The license plates on your vehicles The state issue clothes that we get The clothes, food, everything Is all done by inmates They can pay it a dollar something an hour The guys that make those The desk and everything that's in state and federal buildings State and government buildings Is made by inmates Mm -hmm. They only get paid so much an hour, but they're just telling, like, that desk maybe cost 200 bucks, but they're telling the taxpayers, oh, this costs 
$1,500. Now, when you send money to an inmate, it says pay to the California Department of Corrections. They get the money first. They get the money, they put it, and then they, and they, 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 they have loans that they give out all this shit, bro. And they get a percentage of your money. It's like worse than Venmo. <laughs> so yeah. they, are, they are literally using taxpayers' money, bro. And so when the, government, when, the, when the state of California says they're broke, don't believe it for a moment. Don't believe it, people, because... And then here's the thing. You know, I get out... And I'm on parole, and okay, I paid my debt to society. I put in applications for jobs. And also, no, you can't. You need to go get on welfare. I'm like, wait a second. I was released from prison for a reason because I paid my debt to society. I want to work. You guys are pushing me into a corner to where I, you know what I mean? And pushing you back. The thing is, what we, when, when, what sucks about state prisons, bro. Okay, if you only do two or three years, you, you're not really going to lose too much touch with reality. But after so much time, you got to readapt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have a proper pre-release program. When a pre-release program in there is two weeks before you got All they do is they tell you, okay, go to the DMV. Here's your go to get your Social Security card. That's it. I came home. I don't know how to fucking handle a bank account. I'm barely learning how to do any of that shit right now. Mm-hmm. I'm 58 years old. I've never had a bank account in my fucking life. Every time I worked, I cashed my check and I just give the money to the old lady here, pay the bills. I didn't know how to handle any of that shit, bro. Prison teaches you certain things, but it doesn't teach you. Everything. It teaches like proper mannerism, to be honest with you. Yeah. Respect. Conducting yourself in a proper way. You bump into somebody, it's a lot easier just to say excuse me than it is to get them up. So, but coming home, so what I would like to do too, man, I would like to get something going where like when these guys are coming home, you know they've been 10 or more, we shoot them through this program, we teach them how to handle a bank account, how to get things, yeah. yeah. So that when they come home, they can put their head up and say, yeah, okay, I fucked up, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, bro. Everybody wants a second chance. How many times you hear somebody in a relationship, man, come on. I'm sorry. Give me another chance. It's the same thing with us fucking convicts. But we have to beg hard as fuck. And you know what, bro? Like, you know, like I said, yeah, I fucked up. I put myself in prison. But all I'm asking for is a second chance, man. And not just... From the ones that I hurt and harmed, but society, society as a whole. Society, so that it doesn't, because I, I know I've seen this with a lot of, you know, people that I know. It's like, it, it's hard to get a good job or, you know, it, 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 application C. But you know what else too, though? But here's the thing, bro. That's what I saw loved about Flaming Hot. Yeah. He wakes, he wakes you up to like, you know what, dude? Fuck what they are yeah be who you are and you're gonna move so in other words here we are relying on these people to give us a good job fuck you and your good job i'm gonna create my own shit create your own way yeah and that's exactly what that gentleman did bro and then he went from being down here pushing a fucking mop to sitting in a corporate office calling shots yeah for our people bro to help and I could just imagine how many more people that got employed behind, you know what I mean, are people. They survived. The, the company survived because of that, too. Like we're you talking know what about, I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying, brother, is he didn't let his downfalls and his setbacks and the little bumps in the road hold him back, and he's not using that for an excuse. So, so what did you do to, to, you know? Now, I'm not using that as an excuse no more. What I'm saying, bro, I used to use that as an excuse always because I've been to prison. Nobody wants to give me a chance. Yeah, yeah. You know what the problem was, bro? I wasn't giving me chance, the yeah. chance. Yeah. You got to give yourself that opportunity. You got to love yourself. You got to learn how to forgive yourself. When you start doing that, bro, you stand up stronger. You stand up prouder. And people see it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing with my comedy now. Like I said, and man, uh, um, you know, I'm blessed, bro. I'm loving life. 
you know, and, and just like working on, trying to work on new material every single day, just, you know, just shit that, you know, whatever. But, you know, like, here's the thing. Like, I've always wanted to know how people got their name, right? I've always like, fuck. So I asked my mom one day, I go, hey, mom. I go, how'd you get your lady, name, lady? She goes, well, mijo, you know, your grandmother was in a car full of men. I'm like, and you know, and she goes, and we don't know who the father is. I'm like, fuck, all right. So now Carmen makes sense. Carmen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, if you can't laugh at your own shit, man. Yeah. And that's the other thing with comedy. Like, you know, people look, when I go out and do stuff, if I say certain terms, you know, like funny ass guy, um, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean in the way people are taking it now. Like yeah. I said, what I don't get is how can you take something up, you know, like some plastic things, fake things up, and uh, but all of a sudden, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gets weird where, like, you, you, can't, you can't talk. Like, I do a joke about heroin addiction. Yeah. Heroin overdose, you know. And one time at a show, someone told me, Hey, uh, you know, I got a family member struggling with addiction. I don't find that funny. I was like, well, I'm, I'm telling a true story. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's an actual I, true yeah, story. It's, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry your, your person's addicted to a dick. Like, fuck. Yeah. Look at that word addiction, bro. It worked. Like, <laughs> addiction. <laughs> but it was like, it's coming from me. It's coming from a real thing that I yeah. turn into something funny. So, like, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I, I, you, you I, know, I can't, bro, yeah. it's like this. I, you know, like, like, okay, like, I lost my brother to heroin. Okay, my nephew that's here with me right now, that's yeah. his dad. And, and you know, that, I'm, I'm just connecting with this dude. I barely met my nephew a few years ago, and we're connecting. And he's, got, and he's you know, bro, he's a local artist. He's oh. doing rap. He's doing stuff like that. And he's trying to come back up, bro. And I'm going to be out doing a lot of stuff with him, bro. And uh, um, But his father, which is my brother, I lost him to heroin. And I was there with him on his, when he was sick and when he was going through it. And all these medications wouldn't help him. I used to go score his shit for him. Mm. And I used to cook it up for him. Yeah. And I used to regulate how much he took. I go, look, motherfucker, you're not going to be a pig and you're not going to fish out on me. Wow. I seen it, bro, firsthand. Yeah. I've, there's a lot of things that I've seen firsthand that I don't wish anybody to see. Yeah. And, but at the same time, bro, you know, like, the African-Americans, yeah, they got a fucking shit. But look at us, bro. And I look at things like this. And I'm not trying to be a dick. But if you really look at it, man, our people are enslaved. Who's out in the fucking fields so that people can eat? Who, someone referred to the... Uh, you know what I mean? Who's the one out slavery? there pouring the concrete? Yeah. Paving the roads? Below we, minimum You mean wage. we... Yeah. You know, and I'm still proud of my people. We, we will take the jobs that nobody else will take. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes us proud people. And here's one thing that can never be taken from us. As much as they want to take it from us, and that's the thing, bro. I don't give a fuck. I can give a shit if I never live in a mansion. It's not about this. It's about what's right here and what my people have taught me. And what we can feed off each other. Yeah. You know, because, I, I mean, I know a lot of good people, bro, that were addicted to some crazy shit. And now look at where they're at now. Yeah. And yeah, they're not sitting in a mansion, but their life's better. That's the thing. My life's better. No, I'm not driving a Mercedes Benz. No, I'm not driving a Harley again until I get better because I got hit, you know, a few years ago. But... I'm alive. See, that's the other thing, bro. When I got hit on my motorcycle three years ago, I thought I never was going to walk and talk again. I was, I was done. I remember that, yeah. And you know I'm blessed. And so every day that I'm alive, bro, I do my best to make the best of it, make people laugh, and just try and shoot out that positive energy and be positive, bro. Because if tomorrow doesn't come, at least people can say, yeah, that motherfucker was happy the day he died. Barbecuing and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What so? Um, 
I was gonna ask you about about that, like, uh, you know, like you said, you see things, you've seen things you wish no one ever sees, and 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 all that. Um, like, if you didn't, if you didn't have comedy, do you think you'd still be going in and out of jail? I don't think I'd be going in and out of jail. I'd probably just be doing stupid shit, though. Like. Ah, fuck, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, here's one thing to check this out, bro. Okay. I'm in Tracy, right? And there's two lifers. Check. And then there's, we used to call them things on the yard. The, the he, she, whatever you want. Look, just like a woman, the hair, everything. Like, it was already in the middle of the hormone pills and the breast growing and all this stuff. So these two lifers... One, anyway, so there's two lifers, bro. One says, you know what? You're going to be my roommate. You're moving into my house. So moves that thing into his house. Says, you're mine. For the six months that you're here on your violation, you're mine. All right, whatever. Because this dude's doing life without the possibility of parole. He's never going to see the streets. His wife done left him, so he doesn't get family, but he gets nothing. So that's. His human contact is a trip what prison will do to a man's mind. And how you get that lonely where you just want that. Human connection. Yes. It's a fucking trip, bro. And so that guy's at his job. The lifer's at his job. So this one's on the yard because if you're only on a pro violation, you get to go to the yard a lot because you don't have, you're not going to really, it takes about three to six months to get a job. So, you know, he's on the yard and the other, that other lifer that saw him or her or whatever you call started hitting on it. That first lifer found out about it. Jesus. I'm on my way to breakfast, bro. When you go to in Tracy, you got to walk down the hallway, right? Leave your wing, come out, boom, boom. You hear the buzzer going off, you put your back to the wall and squat down. Put my back to the wall, squat down. There's this fool coming out on a gurney, sliced up, bro. Right here, lacerations right here. He was alive, but just sliced up. Because of the fact that he was fucking with somebody else's property. Wow. And I was just like, these two motherfuckers are fighting over somebody's son. But that's the kind of shit I saw, bro. I walked by Sal's and you can smell shit. His mother, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, if that's the life you motherfuckers want to live, then continue to do stupid shit and go to fuck. I'm cool. I'm cool. (laughs) Fuck, man. Fuck that, bro. Yeah, that's... And you know what's fucking crazy? Like, you know what's fucked up? Like, see, when I first came home, right... You know, like my girl, she'd always want to wear my shirts and shit, my state issue shirts. So I'd give them to her, and there was no problem with it. But I put her dress on one time, bro, and all, all of a sudden there was an issue. <laughs> I'm like, what about? I'm like, come on! I go, you ready? Let me put on the pantyhose so like my legs can feel fucking warm, dude. Honestly, bro. <laughs> they say that works. I haven't tried it, but I'm gonna try it when I get a bike and they say you put on nylons under your jeans to keep your legs warm. <laughs> I wanna talk about something we haven't talked about yet. The reason they call you Birdman. Oh, I've got birds. You got bird you, every time I used to see him at shows, he had Paco with him. Yeah. Is Paco still alive? Yeah. How come you didn't bring him? I didn't know if I could or not. Uh, I should have, bro. Man. If I would have known, I would have brought Paco. Yeah, only, Paco. What only kind of bird is Paco. He's an umbrella cockatoo. Hmm. Beautiful wow. bird. And they have the same hair. <laughs> it's like, I was just gonna say, like, you, you do you style your hair because of, to be reminiscent? Of no, like, bro. That's just you know what, bro. Don't hate the sexiness. <laughs> See, I don't have to wear a beanie. Look at this. This guy wearing a beanie. <laughs> Shit. Nah, nah, bro. I don't. Well, I, that. How come they like? Have you been always had birds? No, though? you know, what, bro. Okay. Um, 
Okay, I've, I've had Paco for 18 years now. And, and Paco made it to the Felipe uh, Sparza special, right? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 uh, translate this, yeah. Translate this. Wait, what do you mean he made it to He's it? in. He's on there. They come in on the lowrider bikes, him and Felipe. In the oh. very beginning of the thing, yeah, he's yeah, there. And then, special. And then oh, he's, cool. Yeah, he's also in a couple of Baby Bash music videos, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, he's, that, Paco's gone around, bro. <laughs> Paco's got credit. So do, do you get paid when... I don't, you know, bro. Or do you just, do you like, lend I just said, like, people are like, hey, bro, we want to put Pac. I'm like, all right. Uh, you, you're just cool with it? Yeah, because I'm in there and I get credits. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's the so credits. So you're getting something, you get a yeah, little something like, out of it. Uh, you know, bro. They, the they, they got, like, a lot of people tell me, how come you don't talk about your credits? I go, because it wasn't my gig. It was like somebody else's, but like. <laughs> it was my bird's gig. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> my birds had more credits than I had. Honestly, he's, hey, bro. He's listed as Paco's handler. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. Paco's post and shit. That's <laughs> because Paco, Paco's perch. Paco's opened up for Felipe more than I have. Yeah, hey, bro. Paco's got, I got pictures with Paco with Aurora Snow when Aurora Snow first started, bro. Because oh, I used to have a porn thing going on down south. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Let's not gloss over that. So, <laughs> so, so, so what happened is okay. Yeah. So, I went into this place. I was gonna buy a, a fish tank, but then I look to the right and I see Paco in this glass case. I'm like, dude, he was a baby, huh? Yeah, I'm like, man, if you know what, I've, I've kind of wanted one. Yeah. So I went to the cage and I asked the lady, "Can I hold him?" Yeah. So I go, "You know what? I want to buy him." She goes, "If you ever owned a bird," I'm like, "No." She goes, "Well, I just can't sell them to you. You got to read these books." She goes, like, all right. So I took them books home. I read them that night, bro. I came back the next day. I said, look, I want that bird. She goes, I go, you can ask me any question from any of these fucking books. This is before my memory was shot. <laughs> this is before weed, like before I smoked, smoked, smoked. <laughs> I didn't have to smoke so much that because that, the woman I was with at the time, she wasn't that stressful. Oh. <laughs> See, my weed smoking is based on how stressful my woman is. <laughs> Like, you know, see how high I am right now? I'm so, because I ain't even got a woman. That's all stressed out. <laughs> so you read the books about birds. So I read the books. Yeah. And then I went back. Yeah. And I got the bird. Wait, can you, sorry, can we step back a bit? Why do they make you read a book? Because you know what, bro? Birds are dangerous. It's not right? that they're dangerous. What happens is like this particular breed of an umbrella cockatoo, they kind of stay like in the. Rainforest, no? No, like they're like their mentality like you're stuck with a five-year-old for the rest of your life. Oh. Even though they, they age, they still got that mentality of a five-year-old person. He mimics, you know, he's, he knows stuff, he does, but he, and, and uh, so I had him and then I picked up this blue and gold macaw and I used to go to the bars and people were like, oh, here comes the bird man. <laughs> All right, whatever. So when I started doing comedy, I started thinking, fuck, I need something instead of high man. Mm-hmm. Birdman. So I'd start using Birdman. I thought that was like your street name back in the days. No, nah, like nah, my street name was Goofy, bro. Goofy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was my prison name and street name. Yeah, it was Goofy. And you've had Paco for how long now? 18 years, bro. 18 years. So do you like, do you like Birdman better than Goofy? Hell yeah, bro, because <laughs> the, the reason being, when people go, oh, here, there's the Birdman. It's not like, oh, there's Goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. fuck. Goofy had a, a worse connotation. Yeah, like, it. what kind of drugs is he going to try and sell this? <laughs> right. What, what kind of hustle is he going to try and pull? Because, you know, like, I've never sold drugs in my life, bro. I've always just traded them for money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many clippable moments in this clip. <laughs> I'm gonna be out all night. That, hey, that's that. You, you say that at court in court. I've never sold it. I've traded it. For Your money. Honor, I swear, I've never sold drugs. I just yeah, traded it. For you, know money. Many, you know how many EBT cars I got, bro? Oh yeah. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> just like when they when they took me, like, bro, yeah. But okay, so is it safe to like, say, like, when they took me in one time for some, like, they go, hey, you were a witness to a murder beef, and and. We need you to oh, debrief. Shit. I'm not like, well, I got you, motherfuckers, because I don't even wear underwear. <laughs> debrief. <laughs> like, well, I, I can't debrief because I don't wear underwear, fucker. <laughs> what were you going to ask? Right. So is it safe to say that Birdman is how you view yourself now? Yeah. You are Birdman now. Yeah. Goofy was the past that you don't want to yeah. be Yeah. You don't want to be And the thing anymore. is, though, bro, you know what's funny, though? Because, see, 
I got the handle Goofy when my grandfather passed away. I got uh, the hat that he was wearing the day he passed. Uh-huh. There's a patch, and I put that on my arm. It says the doc is back. So when I went to prison, people saw the Goofy, so they started calling me Goofy. Mm, okay. So that's how that came that's about. That's how the nickname came Yeah, but so... You, but you were yeah. what Goofy was, you know Well, I mean? no, like, prior to that, not really. See, the no. thing is, when I went to prison, that that's... Like, in other words, it's like... It's kind of like your ex-wife. Like, you don't want to, you know what I mean? The only attachment you got with your ex-wife is your kid, mm-hmm. right? So some way, somehow, you got to learn to deal with that. Right. But, like, with this, like, Goofy was my prison. Like, that was my attachment to prison. So the more I don't address, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Got you. But at the same time, I have little reminders, bro. I got a fucking prison food tray at my house. Mm. And every once in a while, I pull it out to remind myself of where I've been and where I don't ever want to be back uh, at again. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm so anti-jail, bro. Like, I don't even play basketball. Because <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with court. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even write letters, bro, because I don't want anything to do with sentences. <laughs> you know, and then 13 years ago, when I started doing comedy, they go, hey, bro, if you get on this lineup... You'll get booked for future shows. He's booked. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Last time I got on lineup, I got booked all right, and I didn't come home for six years. <laughs> hey, man, we just got the light, and right. I want to thank you so much for coming out. But I got to share another story about you, because this is when I... Wait, that was like the greatest way. That was like ending a set, right? Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> I want to... I want to... Uh, like, this is when I knew you were a good dude, bro. I want to share this on air, just because I remember this. I remember... I didn't really talk to you that much at this point. And I didn't know you that well. I just knew you that the guy I saw open for Felipe, and then I would run into you at at Woodham's every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But then I saw like um, you helped build a house for one of your homeboys who had like cancer at the time. Yeah, and yeah. He, helped- he passed away a few years ago. You know, what, bro, Felipe got to know. Matter of fact, I remember that in that same special. Yeah, he's in there with me, bro. Wow. When we're taking off down that alleyway in the back, and you see Parker with me on my on, and the homie in the right with the hat on, yeah, that's my boy Isaiah, bro. Isaiah, I remember, I yeah. remember you. He posted about your friend that had cancer and he had lost his house. So you guys helped build him a new one. Yeah, we were. No, what was going on is he had bought some property and started building a house, and then that's when those Los Gatos fires hit, and he had already been hit with cancer and all this other shit. So when those fires hit. That fire went up the hill, burned his house, and his dog went. Dog, yeah. And it, like, it fucked us both up because his dog was like my little husky. Like, or husky yeah, right, bro. Yeah. They, like, that was family. That dude was my younger brother, bro. And um, so when all that happened, we had to hurry up and try and finish building this house. Yeah. And, and then he, 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 he passed. Mm. And we never got to. And, uh, but... Yeah, he was a major part of my life, bro. And he got to know Felipe and Felipe. And, you know, I remember one time, bro, like when Felipe came back and he did a show at the Improv, man. And um, he gave a shout-out to my boy on stage. And it was cool, man, because uh, Isaiah, man, he was... He taught me a lot, too, bro. Like, he, he believed in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing, bro. He believed in me, like, bro. And it was cool, man. It was, I was blessed to have that man in my life, you know. And uh, I still got his hands, some of his tools. I use his, some of his tools for the mm. job I do, bro. Nice, mm. nice. You know what I mean? So he's still there with me. I find ways to keep people with me. Yeah. Like your mom. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? My mom, crazy-ass lady. But, yeah. <laughs> she must be crazy. She had me, bro. She gave birth to me. <laughs> Look how big my head is, bro. Back down, I'm like, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if you pee. It sounds like it sounds like a fucking water faucet. I'm sorry. Hey, Birdman, thanks for coming down and sharing stories, bro. We'd love to have you back again, man. You let me know, bro. I'm down. We can come to this. Get let's get a show together, bro. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Do man. it, man. I, I, it, this you, is episode one of the seven part yeah, Birdman docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> the voice party. <laughs> Bro. I'm down to come back whenever you guys want, bro. Right you know what I mean? Like, if you, and like, you know what, too, bro? Honestly, man, um, like I said, I'm trying to help my nephew get off the ground. And he's yeah. a really good, solid. He's, he's made a lot of changes, bro. And like, my nephew, Rocky, if you guys look up on this. Hey, Rock. Yeah. Hey, hey Rock. He's, he's over there chopping it up. With well, anyway. Um, chopping it up with Rico. I'm going to send I'll send you my his tag, like his Instagram thing. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to help promote him, too. Help him get up on yeah, the Yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah. coming right now. Rocky. Come here, bro, please. 
Well, anyway, this is my nephew, Rock. What's up, Rock? Oh, um, you're you getting you get, get this shot. Yeah, you're getting this shot. Getting this shot. So, anyway, this is my nephew, Rocky, man. Oh, look at no. What I just need you to do is what's your Instagram name? Blast the Minister. Blast the Minister. B L S D A M I N I S T A. Look him up on Instagram, man. Please give him a follow, man. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff together. We got a lot of stuff we're working on as far as uh, music and art and comedy shows cool. and things of that nature. He does art and music. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you guys, Thank man. You, I'm willing to Thank come back said. anytime. Yeah, tell people where they can follow you on social oh, media. On social media, on Facebook, Jaime Birdman Acosta. And on Instagram, it's the Birdman of SJ. All one word. I don't know. I guess I was high as hell. The <laughs> Birdman of SJ. And also Bird's Buds. B-I-R-D. B U D Z. Hey, and, and 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 when's that show with Paul Paul Rodriguez? Paul coming Rodriguez up? is June twenty first. So two 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 we Wednesdays from now, I'm gonna be in Long Beach. I'm nervous as fuck, hey. but I'm blessed, and I'm like, I just want to, man. I want to thank everybody, man. Thank you guys. I want to thank everybody that supported me along the way. That's pushed me and told me, bro, don't give up. Because if you give up, you're just giving up on yourself. Yeah. Hey, that's that's hey, a great that's a great way to thank end you so show, much man. for being here. Thank right, thanks a lot, man. Out. All right, thank all right. That's been the voice party. Yeah. You guys want to smoke one or what?